Hi, everybody, and welcome back to a special edition of the MMM podcast coming to you live from Cannes. I'm Steve Madden. I'm the general manager of Haymarket Media's business media group and also the general manager of MMM. And I'm thrilled to be back here at Cannes after a three year absence, especially thrilled because my guests today include the very first person I ever interviewed when I came to Cannes, and that's Rich Levy, chief creative officer at Click. Hey, Rich. Hey, how's it going, Steve? Good to see you. A lot has changed in, in the three years. It sure has. And you, you look a lot less jet lagged than you did the last time we talked, because I think, I think you had just stepped off a plane and, uh, and we were talking. Well, um, yeah, still a little tired. Uh, a lot going on here at Cannes, but, but yes, completely less uh, jet lagged. Great. And joining Rich is Bernardo DePaulo Romero, who has the awesome title at Click of Maker. Bernardo, welcome. Hey, Stephen. Thank you so much for having us. I'm thrilled to have a conversation with you. And uh, yeah, let's talk about creativity. Yeah, let's. Uh, because we are at a creativity festival. So what have you guys seen so far that's impressed you? Last night, I was uh, I was at the show and uh, the Grand Prix in the, in the pharma category from Dell Technologies. When I watched the case film... It, it it really did blow me away. I thought it was really smart, really well done, but it came from a simple human emotion and from a human problem of that when you had a neurological disease, losing your voice is a traumatic, um, traumatic moment. And the fact that through technology, uh, we could help solve the problem in a very simple way. I thought it was a, a great piece of work. This is the piece called I Will Always Be Me, right? That is correct. Yeah. Can you explain it a little bit? Sure. So basically, it is when someone has the disease, one of the first things uh, they lose is their voice, their ability to speak. And many people are encouraged to sound bank their voice. But very, very few people do. I believe they said 12% of people sound bank their voice because it's very difficult to do. You have to read thousands of words and thousands of sentences and things like that to sound bank your, your voice. But what they did and, and what was brilliant in the idea is they created a book that you could read. And through reading the book itself, you sound banked all of the words that you would need to create an entire voice library for yourself. So once you did lose your voice, you could type into a computer and the computer would read back your messages in your own voice. So someone explained this to me as uh, he thought the, the, the peak application of this would be a grandfather banking his voice and, and leaving behind the ability to read a book to his grandchildren every night, which I thought was beautiful. I mean, that's, that's an incredible sentiment, but if you, if uh, I think the, the real benefit is people with the neurological disease could live for years and years and years and not have the ability to speak. I would rather be present in the moment and at a dinner table or on a family holiday or doing any of those things and be able to converse with the people around me and feel a part of the activities versus almost an outside spectator. So I will always be me, uh, won the, the Grand Prix in uh, the pharma category. Bernardo, I'm wondering, um, have you seen any work in particular since you've been here that re has really resonated with you? I think more than one specific work, I've been excited about 
the great stories coming to the center of uh, the creative ideas, right? I think we started with trends within the health and wellness space and the pharma space. And the first one was craft, right? You know, tapping into craft to elevate the excellence, the quality of the work. The, the other trend was innovation. Innovation sometimes for the sake of innovation, but as a way to go around regulations to be able to do work that stand out. Now, I think we're finally at the moment where craft is already there, you know, access to great innovations already there. But now is the moment where we combine that with what really matters to us. And that is great storytelling. So I think, you know, uh, one, two, three years from now, we're going to maximize what's going on within the industry and really being able to tell the most compelling stories in the world. So I cannot wait uh, to see what's going on in the future for us. Yeah, I was wanted to ask you guys about that. It, it seems the last few years, uh, the, the big prize winners have been very technical, right? Which is you'd expect, right? Because technology is everything now. But do you ever get the sense that uh, that that it's, it's turning more into a technology creative award than it is just an award for, for good comms? Like any show, people chase trends, right? And right now, you we're seeing tech. I mean, it was it started last year, and it's continuing this year, where we're just seeing a lot of uh, ideas that are technologically driven. But but as Bernardo said a moment ago, it's a lot of technology for the sake of technology. The one thing I'm hoping for is that the stories that we can tell. The products that we're actually selling from the large multinational global pharmaceutical companies will start rising to the top. Um, when you see organizations like Burger King and Dove, and uh, I saw a presentation from Chipotle today, which was amazing. When you're seeing the level of work that they're doing, and these are gigantic multinational organizations, there is no reason why the pharmaceutical industry and the healthcare industry, the actual brands that we are selling on a day-to-day basis, can't tell those kind of stories, can't garner that kind of attention, can't win those awards. I believe it's possible. And I think it's just right around the corner. So what's, what's in the way? I think what's potentially in the way is that it's easy to improve craft. It's easy to tell a patient story because a patient story by putting them on camera and having a talking head because they're so compelling when they're talking about their disease or about their hopes and about their dreams. But that's the surface. What you need to do is really dig in deeper. And I think the only thing stopping us is fear. I think we're afraid of digging in. We A lot of people use healthcare regulation as an excuse, which I don't believe at all. I, I, I don't think any regulation is stopping us from telling these incredible stories. I think we just need a little more bravery to do it. I agree. I've always been struck by the fact that, yes, there's a constraint put on by regulations, but I still think you're in health and everything is a story, you know, to go back to your point, Bernardo. So Bernardo, what else have you seen here in terms of like mega trends? Is there a buzzword that you're hearing here? Uh, is there one thing in particular that people are really talking about? It's interesting. I just got off of a, a very interesting presentation from uh, Hassan Naj, 
He's a comedian. He was on Netflix with uh, the Patriot Act. And, you know, he's a guy that started his conversation with the audience and he was speaking on behalf of WhatsApp, right? The messaging app. So he was talking about how he uses the messaging app to spot real insights that real people are talking about on a daily basis, but not uh, translated by the big, you know, industry and big media on the ground. So I'm excited that we're now finally talking about data in a more human way. So instead of analyzing data as a mass amount of information and sometimes not knowing what to do with it, is going back to the roots and being on the ground, on the streets, talking to people. And that's when you realize that you have a powerful insight. You know, I think we're missing more human-driven, powerful insights to actually get to greater stories that are more meaningful and uh, that will make a bigger difference. So I think it's the return to the basics. I've been hearing it all around, you know, on how to hack our way into the roots of discovering what's important emotionally for people. So, oh, yeah, go ahead, Rich. You know, Steve, I want to go back to one thing that you mentioned a moment ago. You, you, you said that, you know, specifically because we work in health and, and health is everywhere and health is everything. The pandemic has brought health so much to the forefront, right? Everyone is talking about health. There were people two years ago who didn't know what their own comorbidities were. And now everybody knows. They not only know what comorbidity means, but they know what their own comorbidities are. And when you think about it, I always think about a family gathering, um, Thanksgiving in the United States, where everyone gathers and there's become this tradition where people sort of go around the table and say what they're thankful for. I doubt there's a table in the entire country that you can get around the table where someone doesn't talk about how thankful they are for their health, how thankful they are for being in the room that day because they didn't think they would be able to. Especially uh, especially in the last few years. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so health is so much in the front of everyone's mind. And we have to be able to rise to the occasion as an entire industry. I think you're right. Last question. What do you think we were going to be talking about next year at this time when we're, when we're here high above the palais? Quick health. <laughs> I, I think there's two things that we'll be talking about next year. One, I hope that we'll be talking about incredible stories that, that we're, that we're seeing better stories told and that, um, and I hope, I really hope that we start seeing, like I said, these giant global multinational companies rise to the top, having the bravery to do incredible work, having the trust in their partners like Click Health to, to help them get to that place. Um, and that we aren't talking about one-off technology ideas that were interesting for the moment. Bernardo, how about you? What do you think? And I hope, Stephen, that instead of most of us coming to Cannes on June, we should be coming to Cannes on May because we should be winning Oscars. We should be winning (laughs) Grammys. You know, we should be part of culture and behavior 
And that's why, you know, we created the workshop to be able to tap into different parts of the industry to try to disrupt the way we're thinking about content. Imagine the film The Father. It was a film uh, uh, played by Anthony Hopkins that won uh, an Oscar for his amazing performance. It was a patient journey uh, of a man uh, going through uh, his last years with Alzheimer's. So it could have been done to reach point by Merck. It could have been done by Pfizer. The film costs three or four million dollars to make. It grows 50 million worldwide. So imagine a brand investing on that, getting the return of investment on a brand level, but also making tons of money <laughs> and, and being relevant. And instead of breaking people's day to, you know, invite them over to hear them. You know, people go after uh, what they have to say. So I hope we'll be, you know, uh, leaning towards that uh, that path forward. I like the way you think, and I hope you're right. Yeah. So, my guests have been Rich Levy, Chief Creative Officer at Click, the largest medical marketing agency in North America, according to the MMM Agency 100, and Bernardo De Paulo Romero, Click's Maker. I love that title. Guys, thanks very much for coming by. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Our pleasure. Thank you so much, Steve.